0: Welcome to the High Vibe Podcast. I'm your host, Bree, and this is your weekly no-fluff self-development podcast for teachers. The High Vibe Teaching Podcast is the self-development you need to instantly improve your life and get through the crap holding you back. Becoming High Vibe has changed my life, and I know it can change yours too. Hello, you guys. Welcome to this week's podcast. I hope you're all doing well. I'm filming over spring break and it has just been such a lovely day. Today's Wednesday and today has just been absolutely beautiful. Hopefully, you can hear this and feel this in the tone of my voice with my energy. But I am so excited to talk to you guys about this Um, ways, about the ways I preserve my energy throughout my school day. So I can be high vibe all day uh, with my kids, for myself, when I come home. Um, if you're new here to this channel or to this podcast, I talk a lot about self-development for teachers and how to stay in a high vibrational state. And there's all science behind that. If you are new, please listen to the previous episodes before this because I really talk about the science behind the or the brand name high vibe teaching but there's a science behind it it's absolutely fascinating to me and it has helped me in my self-development journey become high vibes so also if you are not following me on Instagram or YouTube my handles are high vibe teaching over on Instagram That is my favorite way to connect with you guys in fast time or in actual time, so I'll just be showing you something I like to share when something weird happens to me or just the little pleasant things throughout life I just like to share with you guys because I think a lot of things are funny. I like to show you the things I think are funny that just brighten my day. Will probably brighten your day, hopefully, but that's why I love Instagram and YouTube. Um, I share a lot of teacher tips on YouTube, and I just share what I'm doing in the classroom in terms of curriculum. And I also do daily vlogs and my everyday habits that I do to stay high vibe. Um, (laughs) so really my goal in my goal is in life is to remain high vibe all day, every day in alignment, (laughs) because that is when I enjoy life the most. So you guys, I'm so excited to share this episode with you because these are the ways that I remain high vibe throughout my school day. And just a reminder, if you don't remember what high vibration means or that term is like kind of random to you. So what I mean by high vibe is we're feeling good. We are in an alignment. We feel peace within ourselves. And basically it just means our mind, body, and spiritualness, souls, us as Um, people are in alignment altogether. And again, that is a science in itself, but it's called um, mind-body-soul alignment, I believe. Mind-body and soul alignment. I'm reading this book. It's called How to Do the Work by the Holistic Psychologist. Wow. I've never actually read a book that has spoken to me so passionately. I know that sounds so not so weird, but um, I'm actually reading a book for the first time in my life that is just every word of that book speaks to me. I don't know, it's crazy. Um The Miracle Morning also did that for me too, but this book is just wow. So I'm learning a lot about the mind, body, and soul connection and I realized I try, actually I, I intend to give myself breaks throughout the school day and throughout the week. So I rejuvenate myself. So I remain high vibe for my class because we know, well, I'll talk for myself, for example. I was realizing when I was stressed out and my bucket was empty, I was not enjoying my job teaching and I was not a pleasant teacher. And I don't want to be like that. I want to be a, like just a happy teacher teaching her class. I don't want my kids to pick up on my negative energy. Because I believe school is a place where it's like a magical place where kids go to and there's literal magic happening in the classroom to where the vibe is so high and the teacher's happy and the kids feel empowered that they can do anything that they put their minds to. And that's what I want my classroom to be. So that's why I'm really passionate about this. Um, And with distance teaching this year, I've been distance teaching for a year. I made it a point in the beginning of the year um, that I am going to be making sure I am not spreading myself too thin and I am breaking in uh, some recouping times in my day. And I'm going to go into that more, but um, that what I just mean by that is I may need a minute to myself or I may need to, you know, sit down recollect my thoughts, get in a positive, um, energy flow and get ready for the next transition. Okay. You know, if you're a teacher that when we teach, we, our energy matters so much in the lesson instruction, right? Our energy matters in how we present the information. So that's why it's so important to me to be high vibe. Um, and I've said it before, like the reason why, I want to stay so high vibe and I want to take care of myself is not only for me, but it's also for my students because our students deserve the best education that they can get. And, you know, teachers have that weight of being the role models to these kids. And I want to be the best role model that I could possibly be, not only for myself, but for my kids because they deserve it. So I'm really passionate about this and I don't think there's anything wrong with scheduling time throughout our school day to recoup ourselves and almost gonna almost get into a area of silence just to sit there, relax and recoup our uh our emotions and our energies to get on to the next part. So, um something that I see a lot of teachers that I see teachers kind of struggling with is that they feel like they have to go, 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 go all school day. Um, They feel like they need to be standing up the whole time and walking around the classroom. And by the way, this is how I used to think too. Um, I used to think this way too, but then I'm realizing, no, that is like a false belief or like a false expectation that I put on myself. Um, And it doesn't have to be that way. We think this, like for example, oh my gosh, first year of teaching, I literally thought I couldn't sit down in my chair. I literally thought there was something wrong if I was sitting down in my chair. Do you know how exhausting that is? I remember being so scared if one of my admins walked into my classroom. I remember being terrified. That is exhausting. There's nothing wrong with sitting down and working on something you need to work on, I'm going to talk about it. Also, um, I'm not saying like to sit down the whole school day. I'm not talking about that. Like it's a happy medium. I be- What I intend to do and I believe, especially when I go back in the classroom, is when it's lesson time. So maybe I might only teach three important lessons the whole school day. I want to make sure I'm spot on for those two subjects for my kids. Let's get into the ways that I make sure I gain my energy back, fill my bucket throughout the school day so I don't lose my temper on my kids and I love my life teaching and I love my life in general. And I'm not going home drained, all pissed because I had a tough school day because I spread myself too thin. If, if I know I am tired that day because of something that happened in my life, I make it even more of a point to schedule these little breaks throughout the day. You know, we cannot teach from an empty bucket. Do you know what happens when we teach from an empty bucket? Just think about it. Think about what happens or what you would do if you were sitting in a class with a teacher who didn't have any patience that day, who just wasn't happy, not enjoying themselves teaching. Are you really going to learn? Are you going to enjoy what you're learning? I just know for myself that when I'm in a classroom and the teacher is loving their job and have such a high bucket or filled bucket and has that energy behind their lessons, I learn that information rather than what I just said, the opposite of that. First things first, this is what I do. To start off the week, we start off the week on Monday. I make sure Monday is an easy day. And by easy day, I mean maybe we revisit a lesson in math and then I add a little something onto it. I'm not going to do a whole new brand lesson, brand new lesson on Monday coming back from a weekend. One The kids are going to be tired to the, I'm going to be tired because it was just the weekend and two days is not enough. (laughs) Two day weekends are not enough. Anyways, (laughs) I just want to make sure that we ease into the work week. You know, I learned this with distance teaching the first day back, the kids are zombies on the computer. And I realized why am I going to shove so much information down these kids throats right now? They're so tired. So let's just do review. Um, and then add a little zestiness on top of it. I like to like, you know, chunk and chew with a little zest. So maybe for ELA, what we would do is, um, maybe we'll do a close reading pack, uh, passage or yeah, I love close reading. You guys, I think close reading is really fun. So maybe we'll do a close reading passage on a science topic or a social studies topic, just something small, um, working on the reading skill we just learned as a review, as a practice day. I like to use Mondays as a practice day, really easygoing, really free-flowing. Um, just not a lot of high energy on Mondays usually. But again, everyone's different. I mean, I I think we all know this. Everyone is different. Your teaching style is so different, but I hope to offer you ideas that you may not have thought would think of before, and that would actually help you. Just being easy on Mondays. You know what I like to do on Mondays? I like to grade from the week previously on Mondays. That's what I enjoy doing. Um, that's what I did this dis- that's what I did for distance teaching on Mondays. I'm like, hey, you guys, like we're gonna take it easy, yada yada, you know? And then while they were working independently on something, I would just be grading during that time. Um, because I don't wanna shove and waste my time giving these kids too much information too soon, you know? Um, Yes, we only have 180 days of the school year, but I'm, I know what kids can, I know what kids can retain and what they can't retain. And if they're tired, they're not going to retain anything. So again, I teach for the kids. I don't teach for anything else. (laughs) So I also make Fridays an easy day as well. And by easy day, I really just want to emphasize that I am not teaching any brand new information that requires a lot of energy, a lot of focus for my kids. I would rather have Friday be a review day or get unfinished work done day, or maybe I'll just do a couple quizzes on Friday, you know? I remember I had a professor say that Friday should not just be a test day, but I'm kind of like, I don't know, I... I I'm split in half on that because if you give a test out um that's one preserving your energy cuz you're not teaching anything brand new on a Friday um and two I feel like the kids know like on Fridays I'm just going to it's going to be an easy day and I really want the kids to know that when we take a test I really need a lot of energy from you like I need to know if you know this information and I don't know, keeping a schedule I think would be really nice on Fridays just testing. But then again, I'm half and half, you know? I'm half and half on it, but as of right now, I kind of like that idea. You know, you do the tests in the morning when they're nice and fresh, and the rest of the day is easy. I think I like that idea. I think I like it. And also making sure all their work is turned in on Fridays. So, my kids have all week to work on work. And then on Fridays, I give more than enough time to fill out or for them to work on unfinished work. And during that time when they're working on unfinished work, I call, I call it independent study time. And I like to have that on Monday as well. Independent study time. What do you need to work on? Um, you know, get caught up during this independent study time. And on Mondays, I like to use that independent study time as um, grading from the week previously. Um, on Tuesday, Wednesdays, Thursdays, those are when I would pull small groups. And on Friday, during that independent study time, I would be uh, filling out their behavior reports. And that goes into my next tip. My next tip is to have very, very, very clear boundaries, very, very clear communication with parents and students. It's very interesting as well because I see a lot of teachers um, get so stressed about communicating with a parent or messaging a parent, talking to a parent, sending anything out to parents. Or uh, most of the time I think parents get upset because there was not a clear communication between the two of us with the teacher and parent. So um, to save yourself in the long run, clear communication is key. Um, And especially if you can even print it out and send it home. You'll always be able to say, hey, I sent this home. It's there. Like if you need it, everything, you know, just very clear expectations and boundaries I have found to be such a lifesaver. And it's like once that line is drawn, it's just such a clear line that I haven't had any parents like overstep me at all. So on Fridays during that independent work time, I am sitting down at my desk or at the back table and I'm filling out the student's behavior reports and that goes along with the clear communication. My parents know that I send home a behavior report every single week unless I am absent on a Friday. If I am uh, if I am absent on a Friday then they're just gonna get a double week the next Friday. but um, I spend time during the school day to sit down and focus on my parents because I want my parents to be happy and have clear communication with uh, between us. I think about it when I'm a parent and you know my child in school. I I want to know what's going on in the classroom because I'm curious because I want to know. Like that's my kid. I want to know what they're doing, how they're doing. Are they getting all their work done? Is there anything important coming up for the next week? So I believe that's just as important as teaching a lesson is having good communication with the parents. It's so funny to me because even thinking about it now, I always thought teaching was just teaching lessons, but it's more complex than that. It's deeper than that. And it's teaching the parents as well in a way, um, you know, what's going on in your classroom and the expectations. I really enjoy talking to parents. I don't have any scared feelings talking to parents. I really don't. Even my first year, I was like, I liked it. I don't know. But um, the clear expectations are what is key. And I do feel like I'm a good communicator. That's something I feel like I'm good at is clear expectation and boundary set and just clear and crisp. (laughs) Do not step over this. But also with students, having that clear communication with students, that is something I'm excited to challenge myself on this um, going back into the classroom. If you didn't know, I'm going back in about a month into the classroom, a month from now. I'll be teaching in my classroom, you guys. I am so excited, but it'll be fun because I'll only have about 14 kids. So with these 14 kids, I'm really going to focus and put my intention on me explaining to them with communication on what to do, what not to do, you know, the classroom rules, all of that. But that is a way to preserve your energy by making sure you are clear as possible, black and white as possible, because it creates less uh, gray area that gets a little messy. Setting boundaries is another thing that I'm gonna make a whole podcast episode about because setting boundaries is so important. Um, And I'm actually learning about it more in-depthly right now. So I wanna digest all that information and then let you guys know about what I learned. But setting boundaries is clear and there's nothing wrong with setting a good boundary. Okay, this next one is something that I need to do better at as well. And again, it's going to be my intention going back into person. And that is keeping and taking it slow. Taking it slow in the beginning of the year. First year teaching, no idea what the hell that meant. Learned about that real quick, what I did wrong right there. Uh, Second year teaching, I thought I did much better. No, my uh, fifth graders ate me alive my second year teaching ate me alive. Yeah, man. Crazy, crazy. But going back into the classroom now, I am really going to be taking it slow because the kids have been out of school for a year. If you go fast during this time, you got to ask yourself, why am I going fast? Why am I rushing this? Why? So I have learned you, in order to go fast, you need to go slow in the beginning. So really taking our time going over the rules and explaining to students why they need to follow the rule. What is the point of following this rule and having that explanation with reasoning to provide for the kids because I think a lot of times we lose in this battle of we feel like we're dictators over the students. I do not feel like I'm a dictator over the students. I feel like I am equal to them. I'm teaching them though. That's my role in the group, but I'm not, I don't want to be an authoritative teacher. I don't want to just bark orders at, um, these kids. I just got a podcast idea. You guys, I love when I just talk to you guys and I randomly get another idea for a podcast. So, (laughs) you know, there's the four different types of parenting. Maybe there's five. I want to do a podcast episode on the different types of teaching, uh, different teaching types, like as in parenting, because there's authoritative, authoritarian, something like that. I have to review, but there's the different parenting types. And, you know, I don't want to be authoritative, like my rules are what go. Don't ask me why. What I say goes. No, kids do not respond to that. Like, I think it's important that we respect the kids and with their questioning, holy crap, ask me a question. I will answer it for you and not be a total like sarcastic or not, you know, respect you. I see that a lot. And I remember that's how I, it wasn't when we were in school. So that's probably why, but I think it's so cool that we're teaching right now during this time period, because we can break a lot of those bad habits or bad philosophies or I don't know what to call them, ways of teaching of saying, I am right. You are wrong. Don't, you know, don't speak up. Don't talk out. Just very authoritative. Yeah. Just take your time with the kids. They're getting to know you. Trust me. I need to do better at this. And I'm so excited to go back because this is what I'm really going to focus on is, and especially going back from COVID, the rules are very strict. I have to communicate the the rules. I'm not going to go fast on this. There's no reason to go fast. And the last thing I could tell you guys that has helped me keep high vibe in the classroom, that has helped me just be more in alignment with myself, a better teacher to my students, because our students deserve our best. Our students deserve our best. And that is to enjoy the present moment. Um, I think I might want to do a separate podcast episode on this one too, but It's to enjoy the present moment and to focus on what matters. Because what matters is the kids, the students. They are the only thing that matters. I can push everything off to the side. Oh, you need me to do this? You need me to do this? You need me to do this? Okay, well, that's going to wait until my kids are good. That's going to wait until my kids are at 100%. Because like teachers cannot teach from empty buckets, students cannot learn from empty buckets. So why am I going to stress So much to where I'm empty, teaching empty kids. If I'm empty, if the teacher's empty bucket has an empty bucket, your students are going to have an empty bucket because you can't flow the juice of knowledge from you to the students. I don't know why I said juice. I should have said water. The knowledge of, or the river of knowledge cannot flow from the teacher to the student if there is no Water of knowledge in the bucket, yes, <laughs> that was some deep poetry right there. <laughs> Don't even think it was poetry, but I want to end it on that tip because that is such an important thing that I really wish I would have grasped remembered my first year of teaching. I was so upset my first year of teaching, I was so stressed, and it was really a terrible year. Gosh. And I was letting all these external factors stress me out and I wasn't being present to my kids and I loved my kids so much. They were such a good group of kids and I did figure it out towards the end of the year, which I'm very grateful for, but don't let that happen to you. (laughs) Enjoy the kids in the present moment. Laugh about all the weird things that happen. Laugh about the funny stuff. Have the conversations, do the discussions, do the art projects. Do the um, gratitude list in the morning. It's so fun. Say the jokes to your kids. Do funny things. It's the best. That's why teaching is the best job ever. Okay, you guys, thank you so much for watching. Uh, please leave a review if you could. It helps me out. It reaches more teachers. And I think we're doing really good work over here. We're keeping it high vibe and teaching's supposed to be fun, not stressful. <laughs> I mean... If you care, it's stressful, but just learning to manage the stress and the stress, just learning to manage that stress just makes your job more enjoyable because it's all for the kids. That's all it's, that's all it's for is for the kids, for the kids, for the kids. Please share if you found this information helpful at all. Again, it helps me out, reaches more teachers and follow me on YouTube, Instagram, all of that good stuff. Thank you guys so much for watching. I'll catch you guys the next episode. Remember, becoming high vibe has changed my life and it can change yours too. Bye.